Welcome to 54 Live. I am your host, Digsies, and we got my buddy Jake finally on camera. Jake, what's up, buddy? Life is good in the hood. Sometimes you just kind of make sure that things are happening, and this week it's down in Jeddah. We're going to get nasty, raw, and radical as the boy Anthony Kim comes back to the professional golf scene. He might not know where, where his pants are this week, mm-hmm. but at least he will be able to play some golf. Yeah, and honestly, right as we record this, Anthony Kim, literally like 10 minutes ago, just released a hype video saying, hello, haters, I am back. So Anthony Kim is back in the golf world, and he's playing by his own rules out there. You saw that this week when he was warming up on the range. He's wearing a T-shirt, shorts, vans. You know, he doesn't care about anything. He's playing by his own rules, and it'll be very exciting to see what Anthony Kim brings to Live Golf. It will be interesting. You know, my my whole take on Anthony Kim's a little little strange because, you know, I'm an old school guy. I'm from OU, the, the university where he played he played yep. golf. And you got to understand that uh, us Sooners, we have mixed feelings about people people like him. And the reason why is because um, we we've had players like you know Brian Bosworth and Anthony Kim mm-hmm. both do what they did, which is yeah. basically take out a huge insurance policy against themselves, get injured, and then and then basically claim the insurance policy and then, they, and then retire. Yeah, and for the youngins, the Brian Bosworth was a linebacker in the late 80s, early 90s. Beast, he was supposed to be the next Lawrence Taylor, um, yeah. but he got hurt. Yeah, uh, hurt. Yeah. He got, he got, he got embarrassed by, by, uh, by Bo Jackson. That's what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bo Jackson ran him over, and, and then he they took the insurance policy and went and went and became a, a like a, a C rate movie actor. And he's also, if you guys watch um, college football he's in at all, the Dr Pepper commercials. Yeah, he's the sheriff of the Dr Pepper commercials. Yeah, so, what is it? Is uh, he, what do they call it? Uh, what town? Uh, what? Fansville, 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 Fansville. Yeah, yeah. And he's a cool dude. Understand? Yeah, he is. But yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't actually dislike. He him was a ma- he was a maniac back in the day. Like that movie that they made with um, yeah. James Caan, um, and I forget what it was called. But the linebacker, um, Adam, not Adam. Uh, there's a linebacker in the movie, and he's like jacked up on roids, crazy Latimer, Latimer, and that was like based off of Bosworth. He was ma- He was a maniac. There's a lot of movies like that, that where uh, where he's been playing in there for for years, where he's yeah. um, done that role. And so, understand, we we don't actually have any animosity toward him, but no. it's always a mixed bag feeling for for us people from OU, the University of Oklahoma, that we're like, great, we, you know, we have these great players that just decide to take the insurance policy. Yeah, <laughs> and it, for anybody that doesn't know, Anthony Kim was a star 2008-2009. He hasn't hit a golf shot professionally since 2009. He had an insurance policy. He insured his body. He had an injury, took the insurance policy, and the insurance policy said that if he hits a professional golf shot, he loses that insurance money. So it was the whole thing, you know, when the PGA Tour is around, you're not guaranteed any money. You know, you miss the cut. You're not getting paid a dime. But now that Liv is able to offer him some money up front, give him a downside. Now he knows he could walk away. And maybe that insurance policy ran out because it's been, you know, what, 15 years? You know, who knows? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And and the cool thing is for that insurance policy situation also is that when he took the insurance policy, he took out, I think it was $10 million. $10 million was a very well-established PGA tour career. 
Mm -hmm. at that point in time. Yeah, now it's not that now that you could win that in a year. Correct. And yeah. so for for us to look at us looking at it going in, in the past, you know, today going forward, it's it's a lot of the right moves. And I think that Live Golf has done a good job of bringing back somebody who, believe it or not, despite not being active for as long as he is, he's not that old. No, he's you know he's he's still got you know ten years of he's forty one. Is that right? Forty yeah. one. Yeah, roughly. And he's been like golf's yeti man. Like he's been like there's been so many Anthony Kim sightings. Like there was a picture in two thousand twenty one of him, and there's pictures of him playing golf here and there. So he's been like a, a a legend, you know, like one of these like legends, like the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot. Like where's Anthony Kim today? Like playing poker in Vegas. He's a big party animal too. But you know, from the video, you see he's married. He has a young, beautiful daughter. He looks like he, you know, and it's once you have kids, it's like you want to show your kids, you know, this, you know, you want to show your kids that you can play, you know. Well, it's it's it can't be fun for him to be sitting around the entirety of everything and have to just know that hey, I I can still do this, yeah. And for him, and for him to literally just sit around and because of an insurance clause, not even try. Yep. That. If if you have any competitive bone in your body, you can't you can't tolerate that. Especially when you were considered the next Tiger Woods, you know. Yeah, like that's yeah. it's not like he was a random, you know, he'd be a top ten PGA Tour player. He was considered the next Tiger Woods. Like he was up there with Phil and Tiger in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So you know that's a that's a fall from grace, you know, from sitting on the sidelines. And you know what? He's in the you know back nine of his career. And hopefully maybe there'll be some fireworks. He gets some wins. Maybe he'll go and play some Asian tour events, try to get some status and get back into the majors. Well, and that's the thing that, that I think we need to see from him first is I understand the hype of him having his first professional debut back being on live. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, um, flushing, it's putting his over under at 71.5 for his opening round. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I said I put out there a tweet. Someone said, "What would be a successful week?" I said, "If he goes out there and shoots even Paul, that's a successful week." Exactly. Like people thinking him going out there shooting five to ten under, like you're a little crazy. Like you know, like he he could probably do that on a regular course, but you know, with the bright lights shining in competition, you know, he, he just go out there, stay healthy, shoot even par, even like one or two over. That's a successful week. Well, not only that, but uh, uh, Jed has a pretty good opportunity for him to go out there and, and get his bearings back again professionally. There's no temptation. There's no fans. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Jed will be a very quiet week. It's a very quiet week. Um, Jed is very close to um, uh, to the it, – it's in the very northern portion of Saudi Arabia. There's not that many fans out there in general. Um, it's a short course. It's a short course. It's on the coast. Uh, next to the Red Sea. It is and windy. It is windy. It is windy as heck. And not only that, but it's very quiet because there's not very many fans out there. It's Saudi Arabia, so they're not going to have very much temptation out there. Probably no alcohol. Uh, if you guys don't know this, um, Saudi Arabia is a theocracy. Is a theocracy out there, and they take their rules of their religion very strict. And so it's a very... Uh, good place for a player like himself who has proclivities toward uh, wild times mm -hmm. to make a professional return. Less temptation, less opportunity for him to go crazy. Yep. 
And it'll be interesting to see. And he definitely moves the needle, you know, like everybody in the golf world's talking about that. Now, somebody else that is trying to move the needle, Taylor Gooch, yesterday, he came out and said, if Rory wins the Grand Slam this year, it should come with an asterisk because the top players in the world, all the top players in the world aren't in the field. And I think that's nonsense. I think Taylor Gooch is getting ahead of himself. I think Gooch thinks he's better than he really is. Granted, he's a top 20, 25 player in the world right now. He had three wins last year. He does deserve to be in the Masters, but you know what? He's not, it's not like John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler missing the Masters. I said back in 2017 when Dustin Johnson fell down the stairs um, and he missed the, the Masters, he was the number one golfer in the world. He was a world beater. He was winning every single tournament around then. Sergio Garcia wins the Masters that year. Should Sergio get an asterisk because he didn't get to play? All those years that the two times Padraig Harrington, he won back-to-back, the Open and the PGA, when Tiger was getting his knee surgery. Tiger won every tournament back then should he have an asterisk i i think it's bullshit what taylor gooch said i understand taylor gooch is just trying to create a conversation right now to mm-hmm. get his invite yeah that's but that's not the right way to do it the right way to do it is to pull yaku neem and go out there play the asian door play the australian events and get world ranking points there walking neeman spent the whole winter playing over in asia and, and that's and- what and Gooch didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gooch, Gooch has was, played one Asian tour event since being on live. Neiman's played like five or six. And that's by, by winning the Australian Open, that's what got Neiman in the field. Well, uh, that winning the Australian Open, winning, uh, you know, he's – Neiman's done his job on, yeah. the, uh, on the course and off the course. Um, winning in Mayakoba helped out. Uh, if you don't <laughs> think it helped out, it helped out, okay? It, if they just won the Australian Open, he would not have gotten an invite. Um I think he would have, but I, I think it, you know, it helped, you know, push the narrative. Augusta understands and they and they watch live golf. Okay, they're aware of live golf and they understand what what live golf brings to the table. Gooch has been doing a great job inside live golf sphere. He has not done a good job at the majors. Now, Joaquin Neiman last year finished top twenty five of the Masters. Uh, Gooch did not. I think Gooch's best finish in the in the majors is like 39th or maybe 13th. I think 13th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't last year. And the yeah. point the point is though is that Gooch has yet to really have a conversation event where he's present at the majors. Yeah. Um, I think he's had a couple of rounds where he's been hovering in, in the U.S. Open, but o- overall, Gooch is not that guy at majors yet. So. The biggest thing we have to watch out for with Gooch is he, he, I think that he, I think he understands and he's with, he's with Brooks Kepka right now. And I know that he understands that he really is that guy. He's that good. He's that guy, but he has to show it elsewhere. He has to show it outside of the masters outside, sorry, outside of the majors, uh, outside of the, um, the, the, the live golf sphere. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, one of the most important things that I personally, and you know, I document this. I have my little my, my little calculator that I have Your spreadsheet. Yeah, my spreadsheet. One of the most important things for Live Golf to establish and showcase its actual dominance and value is to be able to win outside of Live Golf. If you look at that, that's 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 huge. The PGA Tour is the same kind of way. If those PGA Tour players, when they play events that are outside of the PGA Tour mm-hmm. or the majors, and they're winning those events. That says, yes, we are legitimate. We are the best out there. When they go over to an Asian tour event, the PGA tour players, and they can't cut it. Or when you have 
three or four PGA Tour players last year go to the Live Promotions event and they get blown out of the water by Lori Cantor. Yeah. Uh, that ain't a good look. No, it's not. And and let's be real about Taylor Gooch. Like, I feel like he has benefited by being on Live Golf more than anybody else. Like, going into Live Golf, he had one win. It was um, a full series event. Rory McIlroy wasn't in the field, so he's never beat Rory. Um, before that, he had a web.com win, which was the Corn Ferry before it was the Corn Ferry. So it's not like he was really a world beater before he went to live. He played the Live London event, and if you remember correctly, he said he thought he could just play that event and then go play the PGA Tour the following week. So he didn't know that he was signing his life away when he went to live, and it's benefited him. He's made a ton of money. He won the uh, – uh, competition last year that the single uh, event competition 2023 he was the best golfer on live golf but again he needs to do stuff outside of live and not only is he disenrolling you know his teammate brooks kepka out of everybody on live golf there's two guys that have the best chance to win the masses that's brooks and rom he's pretty much throwing his teammate under the bus because what happens if brooks wins should brooks get an asterisk you know well, no, well and, and and honestly you know take it with a grain of salt gooch just wants his invite and yeah. I think that I think I do believe that Gooch deserves an invite. I believe he at least deserves a dance card. Um, there's no asterisk there uh, no. Beca- because uh, the only person that I say you should give an asterisk if he wasn't going to be there is because Bernard Longer tore his tore his Achilles and won't be there. Oh, okay. Rest in peace to the career of Bernard Longer. Um, let's be yeah. real, guys. Bernard Longer's professional career is pretty much over at this point. He at 66. You, you know, you're done. Yeah. It was, and, and the past 16 years of that career has been pretty damn impressive. You know, yeah. even before that, he was an assassin. But what he's done as an elder statesman in the game of golf on the champion store and what have you, you know, the guy goes to the Masters and contends at 60 years old. You know, it's pretty – the only people we've seen do that has been Freddie Couples, you know? Yeah. And so it's it's kind of a sad moment. This was actually supposed to be his, his final year too. He had actually planned on this being his final season. Um, you know, obviously he knows that father time was catching up to him. Um, and it, it's obvious because even on the champion store now, he, uh, there's only certain courses that he can really compete on because he's 60 yards short off the tee of yeah. a lot of the big guys, but the courses that he plays where it's all it is, is hit the fairway. He's good to go. Yeah. Um, now anyway. Gooch, Gooch said he, he, he rattled off a list of guys that he thinks should be in there. He said, Burmester, Usaizen, Kokrak, um, a Banser, Carlos Ortiz, Harold Vaughn in the third. Like, honestly, me looking at it as a fan, like taking away my, you know, love for Liv, there's two guys that didn't get the invite that should. And it's, well, Usa, it's I think it's Usaizen and Gooch. Usaizen, Gooch, and Burmester. Understand, Burmester won two events as well this, he did. You're right. this winter. He did. So, so um, that, that to me is where, where, where it stands. But uh, the rest of the guys haven't done much outside of live. Like they've won live events, but you know, granted Carlos Ortiz just won in Oman last weekend. Right. But again, you know, the, the, the invites have already been sent out. It's a little too late, you know? Well, they could, they could send it whoever they feel like. I mean, yeah. people, people, people get their invites. Like, you know, the, the, the week of, I mean, if they, if they really want to, it's Augusta national, they could, if they can take their pants off and, and tell you that, that, that it's green and you'll say, yes, it is a green. Yeah. Um, because it's Augusta National, they do what they want. The uh, one, the one credit I will give Gooch. A lot of people were getting on him on Twitter, and he responded to these people, and he made light of it, and he was joking around with these people. So like, he wasn't going after their throats. Like you could see, like he's a guy. He's like, oh, I made a cocky bullshit statement, but you know what? I'm going to make fun of it. 
And that's well, what I like about Gooch because some guys would be like, uh, like going out, oh, like you idiot, like, you know, like being too yeah. harsh. You know, Gooch made light of it. Yeah, no, because uh, uh, Gooch is pretty chill, actually, because he, he actually posted a one uh, about a year ago a picture of his sunburned feet. And then he's like, is this turning into a thread? Are we turning this into a thread? And then I posted a picture of my sunburned feet. And he, and he was like, dude, uh, dude, he goes, he goes, yeah, save it, save it for only fans. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, guys, that's the point with, with Gooch is that, and also you got to get, he understands that when he's, when he's out there, he's going to get roasted in media. If he's not talking to the live guys, mm-hmm. to the live media people. And that's always a huge nerve wracker for a lot of the live players right now. And especially for like, or if Rory's playing a talking to a, you know, a, a non PGA person, right. These guys, the media itself is becoming very much kind of like the political media where you get the Fox news, the very Fox, divided the CNN, the MSNBC, where you can't talk to anybody from MSNBC unless you're, in, you know, a, a transvestite uh, black person with one foot, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You are so brave and stunning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and and understand, guys. So the media itself is becoming that divisive spectrum almost. Yeah. So Gooch, I think, I think this quote was taken slightly out of context uh, initially from the get go, and I think that Gooch knows that, but he's not going to double down into it and be a douchebag. He's not no. going to pull. He's not going to pull a. A, a hard 2021 uh, Fitzpatrick, Rory McIlroy statement. He's not going to pull a Wyndham Clark and just no, keep getting yeah. into it. And he's certainly not going to pull a Phil and then roast the guy for the next week and then shoot 15 over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Wyndham Clark is still number one on my douchebag list because of what he said to Rory. And yeah. uh, maybe I'm a little sensitive because it was, you know, towards Rory. But even if he called out anybody else, you know, Scheffler or whatever, I still like – you win the masters, you win the masters. Like there's no asterisks behind it. And it's like, you, you could only beat the guys that are in the field. Like I was posting about Carlos Ortiz winning in Oman and all the PGA tour fanboys are saying, Oh, of course, look at the field, look at the strength, the field. Yeah. And, the strength, the field was the best field that week. Yeah, it was. a it, <laughs> it did have a good strength, the field, but it's like, you could only beat the guys that are there. You know, yeah. like it's not their fault that, you know, and, and there was so many live guys on there and the live dominated that event. We had seven live guys in the top 10. You had um, Ortiz, Neiman, Usheisen, Pereira, Herbert, um, Herbert, and I, I'm, I'm missing the other you're guys. You're good. You're good. Yeah. We get the point. There were seven but, of them. Yeah. But the, the idea here is that, and this is the thing that I think a lot of the PGA guys are forgetting. When the PGA guys, the ones who stayed, the stars that stayed, right? The Finals, the Speeds, the JTs, um, when they play, at this point, you should have expected those guys to start racking up wins like crazy. Mm-hmm. When when a lot of the live guys left, what happened to John Rahm? Now, John Rahm was already a, gu- a good guy on tour. He was a good player on tour. But he went from being a good player on tour to being Dominant. to being King Kong dad dick nuts. I mean, he was dropping it on the field. Just he walked in the tournament. All of a sudden, people were like, "Is this 08 Tiger? Yes. Yeah. Is this is this 2000 Tiger? I'm not ready for 2000 Tiger." And that's what happened. Why did this happen? Because you eliminated a lot of his a lot of what his what his competition was. Yeah. 
So the the frustrating thing for me as a fan of the PGA Tour is that you're not seeing those guys who stayed be those guys who stayed. Well, because they, they, they're all playing, you know, and that's what the signature events. Granted, it's, it's a win-lose. You know, uh, you, you're getting the top players playing against each other, but the events in between, you're not getting those guys show up. They're only playing because, like, look at in Mexico. In Mexico, there was one guy in the top 25, Tony Finau. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the other guys in the top 30, I think it was Emmanuel Grio. Like, there wasn't a lot of talent in Mexico. And honestly, personally, I think the Asian Tour International Series event had a better field, at least on the top end. Maybe when you look at the world ranking numbers and go through everything, right. maybe not. But you know what? These live guys aren't getting world ranking points, so it's weighted that way. But when you look at the top stars – People knew more guys on live than you did in the Mexico Open. And I'm not taking anything away from Jake Knapp. You know, he had a great week. He won. He beat the guys that were in the field. First PGA Tour win, good on him, you know. But, again, these asterisks things, these people that are wanting to do that, it's just, I don't know, it's hate, and I feel like they're just looking for something to talk about. Right, and, and you can't do the asterisks. What I'm talking about with this, and it's not about asterisks, it's, it's about simply – it's it's surprising to me that the guys who stayed, the guys who made the complaints, aren't winning like, enough. Aren't winning enough. Yeah, and, pe- and people go, "Well, wait a second. Tiger Woods only won thirty three percent of his tournaments that he t- that he showed up at. Mm-hmm. Correct, thirty three percent. But yeah. that was one player. There's been eight tournaments on the PGA Tour this year, and mm-hmm. have we had a big name really win? You know, who's the biggest name that win? Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark. And, Chris and, Kirk I mean, won the century, you know? Right. And, and if you consider Chris Clark. I'm sorry, Matsuyama. Matsuyama yeah. won Riviera. That was the one outlier. Riviera was a great tournament other than that. And honestly, this week, I think we'll get some fireworks this week at the Cognizant Classic, the the former Honda, because you got the big boys showing up. So and, and I hope they, so. bet, they bet a whole, yeah, they need to, you know, because they're going up against Jetta. And, you know, I think, I don't know, you know, granted Jetta will end a lot earlier, early in the morning, but how great would it be for us to watch Jetta have a nice, you know, three, four, guys in 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 the lead going down the stretch to back nine and then we get a little break and then we could turn on the pga tour at the cognizant and see the same thing like yeah it could be, it, sunday could be a great day for golf i hope so and, and and the big thing that the pga tour needs to have start happening is they need to have the big boys start winning uh, yeah matsuyama winning the the riviera was, was a step the, in the right direction was a step in the right direction yeah. first off he hadn't won in a hot minute which is again weird he's one of the guys who stayed and understand, guys, I'm not saying the guy, the big guys should win every single week, but I'm saying they're supposed to be the big guys. Yeah, and there's so okay. many of them. There's, you could rattle right. off 20 guys that are, right. like, top yeah. name, like, guys that you know, you know, like, everybody right. knows, you know. People say, people say, oh, well, Tiger was an anomaly. Even whenever Tiger was at his best, there were always other guys out there still winning. Yeah. DJ Singh was the top player of 2004. I think he won eight times in the PGA Tour. Yeah, Phil yeah. winning. Yeah, and then you have David Duvall who came, who had that psycho hot streak before his the, back went. Yeah, yeah, during the beginning of Tiger's you know era, and guys, there's always somebody out there who's supposed to come out there and just drop it on the on the on the on the floor and be. And then guy. it's the question: Is it that these guys aren't playing up to that level, or is the PGA Tour that deep? I think it's a little bit of both. Like the talent these days, like these young guys, they come on tour, they're ready to win right off the bat. You know, like we see that all the time. Like we saw that with uh, Ludwig Aberg. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that right, am I? 
Ludwig Aubert. Ludwig Aubert. Ludwig Aubert. It, Aubert. it took me about a year to get Puge right. So Aubert, I'll hopefully get that right in a few weeks. But okay. like this guy came out of nowhere and he's just tearing it up. Like these young guys are ready to win now. And it's harder for these, you know, back in the day, you didn't have young, like it was an older man's tour. You had the, you know, the top guys that were in their 30s before Tiger came around. And those are the guys that were winning week in and week out. Now, there's a lot of guys that can win. Well, there are two parts of that. One, uh, the tour has changed from being a journeyman's tour over the years to being the signature series events to where yeah. you're right. You're not having most of the most of the guys showing up to every event and or, or at least some of the guys. So, like, you know, back in back in 2003, let's say 2003 era. When, what would happen is everyone would wait for Tiger Woods to post his schedule, mm-hmm. right? And once Tiger Woods posted his schedule, half the top 20 would post their schedule opposite him. Yeah. And basically say, all right, he's not going to Colonial. He's not going to the Byron Nelson. We're going to Colonial. We're going to the Byron Nelson. We're going to the Valero. We're going to this tournament, that tournament. And you had a bunch of guys win numerous times. Like looking at this list right now, I just pulled it up. VJ mm-hmm. Singh was the, the number one guy, 7.5 million, won four times. Tiger yeah. Woods, 6.6 million, won five times. Davis Love the third, 6 million, four times. Jim Furyk, 5 million, two times. Mike Weir, 4.9 million, three times. Kenny Perry, 4.4 million, three times. That's exactly, like, that's a ton of wins right there from six guys. Yes, and that's the thing, guys, is that if you look at PGA Tour last season, they don't have that. Um, and I think it's a, a mixture of two problems. It's a mixture of the, the top players not being motivated anymore. The top you think players. they're making too much money? That they're just, you know, uh, I'll win once every two years and my yeah. bank account's good? Yeah, because I, I, they're, back then, you know, your ability to provide for your family at the level that the PGA Tour players want to – was predicated pretty much around winning. Yeah. Because it was basically a win in 2003 was $450,000, something like that. Yep. Um, the big events were a million, but like the most of the events were like 300 to 400K if you want. Now it's easily a million. Well, no, it's it's like five, it's like two or three, you know? Yeah. And, and so here's the problem with that, guys, is that these guys, they're not motivated the same way and it's it's showing up and so the pga tour my big thing for you guys is i really do hope that your stars re-emerge and reassert their dominance because right now they're not and the players that are rookies and the players that are up and comers are smelling it they're smelling that blood in the water and they're coming out after you guys yeah Jake Knapp won 1.458 million in the Mexico Open. That's insane. Yeah. That's like yeah. a, you know, the, the cognizance is going to be easily over 2 million. But yeah. now, speaking about Roy McElroy, his old agent, Chubby Chandler, came out and said that, oh, Roy could join Live Golf in a few months and get paid $950 million to join Live. Rumor has some legs out there. His 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 words over the last few months have shifted dramatically, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Rory realized, wait a second, I'm the dumbass holding the bag. Yeah, right and, and that's, what he, that's that's what he looks like right yep. now, and that's why he left the PGA Tour, you know, Players Advisory Committee. You know, yeah, I mean, they left they they made him say all that stupid crap for for the past two years, 
and yes, he's received a lot of money. Yes, he's you know made a, a killing, but in a lot of ways, the magic is gone. I mean, did you even watch the match this past week? No, no, I don't want to no. watch that. I saw that he won one point six million on a hole. He hit a wedge close, which is crazy because his wedge game hasn't been good yeah. lately. But, but he's but he's your favorite golfer, and you didn't even you didn't even watch it. No, I didn't. Want, I, I stopped the first few matches. I was all into it, but now it's just like you know, the magic's gone. The magic's gone with the magic, and and it's not because it's Rory. Anybody could have played, even if Tiger played, I wouldn't have watched. It's just like I don't know. I'm not into the match you know a- anymore. And honestly, I totally forgot it was on. And then I saw on Bleacher Report, you know, and and it went late too. Like I got an alert at like eleven o'clock that it was finishing, yeah, uh, which is crazy. It should be done on a weekend, you know, but they probably figured Monday night. Monday night football is not going on. I think if Rory wins the Masters, he's going to live. Because then he's won the Grand Slam. He has all the majors. He can continue to play in these majors. Um, you know, he'll have Augusta for life. You know, he's a former U.S. Open PGA Open champion. And I still think he's going to go personally, but I think he's not going to go until the off season. I think start, you know, like look what John Rahm did. He, he signed up December 2023 for the 2024 season. I think that's what Rory would do. Like, I don't think. So you don't, so you don't see Live Golf having because one of the things that I that I took very interesting during the initial broadcast, during the initial broadcast this year at Mayakoba, they said we have 13 teams for now, but that could change. That I most people didn't catch that. Yeah. But Ar- Arlo sometimes lets things slip that he should not say. So you um, think they could give Rory a team and he could take the three wildcard guys, Swafford, um Cantor and Anthony Kim and start his own team? I mean, it Possibly. They'd be uh, starting yeah. behind the eight ball, you know? Yeah, but I mean, uh, I could see – Live Golf has the, has the opportunity to let that happen. And yeah. that's, when, that's what I think is so freaking cool. And I really do wonder if they would do that midseason. And I think they could. Uh, I, I think there's enough opportunity there. Um, I think the only guy they would do that for is Rory or maybe like a Matsuyama, you know? Like I think those are the only guys they would let do that. Maybe Scheffler, maybe Scheffler too. Yeah, if you're telling me Scotty, they wouldn't let Scotty do it. I'm saying like can't yeah. lay Ozanda like those like guys like one rung underneath. Probably not. Maybe it's probably Spieth too. I think that I, would allow. I, I pray they never let can't lay on the on the on the, on live golf. He's just not fun. He's just too serious, and he's not. Oh, he's too slow. Yeah, you, you were t- you were saying that on, recently. You know, yeah, the, I said he could, he's the only golfer that can mess up a shotgun start. Yeah. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, you add him to the to the course, and now every single group's on the clock. Yeah. What? I, why is my group on the clock? Yeah. We're playing behind. We're playing behind freaking Cantlay. Well, Cantlay's Cantlay's already been given seven seven penalties today. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think penalties. I think Rory. I think there's a good shot. Like he's changed his tone. He sees it now. He knows what he was saying was wrong. He sees the money there, and you know, nine hundred and fifty million. Uh, you know, 50 million away from a billion dollars. Like, come on. Like that's, that's hard to pass up. Here's the big thing also for him. And he's talking about the world tour. He wants to play around the world. What's the, well, here's the big thing also. What's that, what's that one word that everybody who's been using to defend the PGA tour has been saying over and over again for the past two years, loyalty, prestige, Legacy. legacy. And what's the one thing that everybody's realizing right now, but the PGA tours legacy. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. It there's legacy. Up. There's four events that have legacy. Yes, and that's the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open, and the PGA Championship. And none of those are are affiliated with the PGA Tour. Nope. Um, but anyway, guys, like we saw the Honda Classic was a top tier event. Now it's called the Cognizant. Like, yeah. there's no legacy behind that. 
There's no legacy behind it. And it's because you, you didn't do a good enough job to keep your sponsor happy. Exactly. Like the AT&T was the Crosby clan bake, the Bing Crosby, you know, invitation or whatever it was. Now it's AT&T, you know, like, like these, the, the sponsors keep moving. And once you put sponsors on these events, it, it took the legacy away, you know? Well, like, the only that's, right. a, that's, that's legacy. Well, but the only way you keep that is by you, you, you keep it at a specific course. And that way you can turn it into a legacy event for a player. So yeah. like, the Riviera is the Tiger event. Yeah, you have the Memorial, which the is the L- LA Open Riviera. You know, like there's there's yeah. a few. There's still a few. Well, but then you have the Bay Hill, which is Arnie's tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Byron Nelson, which is kind of tainted because they changed courses a few years ago from the TPC at Las Colinas to a different course in Dallas. But that's the Byron Nelson. It's in it's in reference to Byron Nelson himself. And then you have Colonial, which plays at Colonial in Fort Worth. Yeah, that's in reference to Ben Hogan. That's Ben Hogan's tournament. Hogan's Alley. Yeah, which we respect Ben Hogan. If you don't respect Ben Hogan, get the fuck out of my house. But it's just like when we have these young golfers now in that backyard making a putt, you know, they're not making a putt to win the Cognizant Classic. You know, they're making a putt to win the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open, you know, like, and not even the PGA. Like, I don't think people are making putts to win the PGA Championship. It's the Masters or the two Opens. So here's my question to you, Diggs, on this. How long is it before kids are putting in their driveway or putting in or putting in their backyard or hitting chips in their backyard saying to themselves, Oh, his, his, you know, cause you got, you got to do a British voice. You got to do yeah. a British voice. Here's, here's Timmy Keller right now getting ready to hit his fourth chip. If he can hit it in the hoe, rip a GC win in Jeddah. I think yeah. it's going to be a while, at least be a while. 10 years. 20. And honestly, they need to, you know, name these events that, you know, like, no one's like, oh, I'm going to win Live Golf Jetta. Like, if they made a name, you know what I mean? Like, they need to get sponsors behind there and name these events, but it's going to be a while. Like, like I said, it's it's the the majors, man. The only it's thing that matters even, in golf is the four majors. It's not even about the major. It's about, about having a sponsor behind it. It's about having the event named behind the course. So like, like I was saying with, with the, the signature events that are referencing to past champions and players, Mm -hmm. those are special because you don't reference the sponsor, you reference the actual course. Yeah. Uh, Why is, why is Pebble Beach Pro-Am actually special, even though it's a Pro-Am? Because it's played at Pebble Pebble Beach. Beach. Yeah. Yeah. And TP and the players at TPC Sawgrass, that's the, you know, everybody yeah. knows the famous 17. So yeah, you're right. But I think it will be a while for people to do, like I said, it's the ma- the majors are the ones that, that count. Now, before we go, we got 10 minutes left. Jetta this week, predictions, thoughts. Yo, you cannot root up. You cannot root against Brooks Kepka at Jetta. I'm just saying, man has won a playoff. That's another thing, too, that I forgot. I whole playoff. When I forgot when I was talking about Gooch, you know, when you won with the great one, you know, Brooks Kepka, he lost. So let's, you know, do something. Do something, Gooch. You know, then you could start talking about asterisks. Anyway. Well, well, hold on now. I mean, so he did one-on-one Sergio Garcia, took him down. uh, Brooks, he lost to Brooks in Jetta. Well, he, did, yeah, he lost Brooks and Jetta, but yeah. then when he uh, he beat Bryson and, and Adelucia, um, okay, and you know those were they, they weren't playoff duels. Playoff duels are very different than than you know tee off duels. You know, yeah. when you're actually on the course because hey, you might go into the that round with a five shot lead. Bryson may fall apart because he's for whatever reason scared to hit his driver like he was in Las Vegas. <laughs> it was weird. It was like, yeah. why aren't you hitting your driver, dude? Just hit your driver. 
Um, but anyway, um, fun, it was a weird, a weird end of the event in, in, in Vegas. We'll see how it works there. Uh, this is not a bomber's paradise course. This no. is a tight play, smart play course. And Kepka is about three is about three rounds away from planting his flag in in that course and just calling it Kepka's paradise. Yep. And so. honestly, yeah, I. I I know the, I, I think the Torque guys will be in the mix too, because I made two videos on them the past two three weeks. Man, they are those guys are playing unbelievable golf right now. Yeah, you, you know, and 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 they really are playing some good golf. I think I don't think I think Munoz and Ortiz and Neiman are going to be in the mix this week. I think Pereira's game does not fit this course. He did have a tied fourth in in Oman. He's yeah. trending. I think this is Neiman's year. I think Neiman is going to make some noise this year. I think that he he's in the Masters right now. He's in the Open. If he gets in the top five in the Masters, I'm pretty sure he'll get into the U.S. Open in the PGA. Right. Pretty so much. Yeah. I, I think I think this is I think this is the, at the end of this year. People are going to be like, "Wow, that Joaquin Neiman is something." Mm. I think that he's 25. He's coming into his own, and I feel like he has confidence now. He won the Australian Open, Live Golf, Mayakoba. He's the only live guy they invited to the Masters. Like, that's saying something. I think he's going to use that as motivation and put live on his back and go out there and say, you know what? I can, it doesn't need to be Brooks Kepka or John Rahm that can win. There's other guys on live that can win these big events. You know, we'll definitely see how that works out. Um, I, I would definitely keep an eye on Stinger, Stinger GC this week as well. Yep. Stinger GC, uh, Ustazen, uh, Burmester. Second place, yeah. Yeah, dude, those guys are looking sharp. Yeah, Schwartz was looking sharp. Oddly enough, Brandon Grace has not looked good yet. I don't know what's up with him. He's, he's a good win. He's always played good in the win, though. He has that. He, he has. can light the ball low, you know. He has, but I'm I'm confused because I, I wonder <laughs> if he's nursing more injuries. I mean, yeah, that's one of the that's one of the interesting things about Stinger GC. Uh, four really consistent, really good players that even when they're injured are still pretty, pretty, pretty deadgum good. Yeah. So. We'll have to see how they work out. Um, teams that have no chance. Uh, <laughs> Ironheads. Yeah, uh, Ironheads, uh, good luck. Majestics. <laughs> uh, Majestics, I, you know, what's sad is that this is actually a course that could favor them in comparison to a lot of the other ones because it's it doesn't favor sure. the, yeah. the deep ball. Mm -hmm. It doesn't favor it. Um, so we could see them play pretty well. Uh, I do. What will they? I don't know, man. You know, what? What? which Westwood are you this week? Yeah. You know? Um, and then obviously keep your eye on the fireballs, uh, answer Chikara, Puig are, are all going to be really good. See, Puig. now you got me saying Puig. You said it. You said it. <laughs> it's Puig. Dang it. Puig is um, killing it, man. He's winning. That's he's that's a winner. Yeah. Now, now that I said Puig's name wrong, he's going to, he's going to win. That, bro, that's what's honestly Puge and Ortiz and Surratt and these young guys, man. Chikara won best, um, you know, pilot. You know, Pilot's the only guy that hasn't really showed up, but like these young guys that gave up their amateur status to join Liv, that Liv has a lot of young good stuff. I would take Liv's young stars versus the PGA Tours young stars right now. You know? Ooh, that's bold. So okay, so you're saying that the only one on the PGA Tour, oh Bert, you know, like well, well, the Hog God brothers. Though they're not on the PGA Tour. I think one of, them is. Okay. one of them is, but yeah. the other one's not. Uh, and then you have the who's the kid who won recently? The rookie, the amateur who won that, that turned pro the next week. Kid from Alabama, Dunlap, Nick Dunlap, Dunlap. Yeah. Dunlap. But then, what else uh, has he done after? He won, and then know, do, you, do you want Sam Bennett on there also? The, the, the kid from A and M. Has he played yet? 
I mean, he's played a couple, he played a couple of sponsors exemptions as an yeah. amateur. Mm. But he hasn't played as he hasn't. Played I'm taking Surratt, Surratt, man. Like Surratt's killing it, man. Surratt's looking like a world, like a like he's about ready. To, he's about he's looking like he's about two beers away from yeah. from being a from and Puge. Puge is you know like Puge is great right now. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this right now. It's going to be a heck of an event. Um, that 18th hole par five is going to get a playoff like it always like it has the last two years. Yeah, uh, I, if Brooksy is around. Just, just put your money on Brooksy, man. Like he, he, he loves this course. He's, he does. He, he's put two championship trophies on his back, and even though he's been playing, it's funny for for me to say he's been playing mediocre because he has been playing mediocre, and that's okay because yeah. mediocre for Brooks still gets you in the top fifteen. Yeah, and you that's know, and, and any week he could turn it on, and you know, like he has he has two more events. He has this event. He has Hong Kong before the Masters, and you know, come once he steps on the ground in Augusta, a new Brooks comes. You know, like Brooks yeah. t- turns up the level for the mass the majors. You know, yeah, he goes from cake to beefcake. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just but, um, yeah. So anyway, make sure to. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We will be doing videos now. So if you're listening on Apple and Spotify and you want to see our handsome faces, go to YouTube uh, at 54LivePod to check us out. Um, Every Wednesday morning, this podcast will be dropping on podcast form and video form later on in the day. And we're still doing the 54 Live Shorts twice a week. Jake will be jumping on that as well. Um, Any last statements, Jake? Life is good. Get your pants on. It's going to be a great week. I am going to throw a random pick at you and say, keep your eyes on Adrian Moronk this week. All right. I like that pick. All right. Later, guys.